Well, happy Friday and welcome to What's in the Cup, the podcast about Georgia Southwestern State University. It's good to be back on a Friday afternoon. We did, a, I don't know, gosh, it seems like we did about three or four Thursdays in a row. Uh, took a week off last week. But uh, we are back on Friday afternoon and uh, wrapping up a really good week here at the university and glad to have uh, Bob back with us again and uh, came bouncing up the stairs uh, with the new hip working just fine. And so uh, glad to have Bob back with us and uh, really uh, missed you, but uh, looking forward to getting you back up to full speed. So thanks for being back and being with us. And uh, I am thankful. Really pleased to have with us today the Executive Vice President for Student uh, Engagement and Student Success here at Georgia Southwestern, Dr. Laura Boren. Welcome to the podcast and to the office. Thank you. This is um, a pretty good week to talk to you. We got uh, several things that are going on that uh, I thought, well, Laura should talk about that. And then I thought about something else. Well, Laura should talk about that. And pretty soon I had a long list of things that Laura should talk about. And uh, so it just ended up that you were the only option for the show this week <laughs> because we got a lot of good things to talk about. And I'm looking forward to getting, uh, getting your feedback and your insight to some of these things. Uh, we start every week talking about student success mm -hmm. and particularly about enrollment and retention. And uh, we've talked a lot about retention numbers. We've talked about uh, different groups. And, and so uh, next week we get our, uh, the, the system enrollment report comes out. Uh, we have a Board of Regents meeting next Tuesday, and I think they're going to release the numbers then. So we are looking forward to seeing how we ranked against everybody else. Our enrollment was up about one and a half percent. Uh, headcount, and uh, I know that your group works very hard to try to make that happen, both uh, in recruiting them and in retaining them. So, uh, congratulations on a good semester, good year. And uh, you want to give us a prediction of what we're going to see next year, or do you want to wait for a little while? I'd like to wait for just a little while. But right. I do want to give a shout out to the teams. You know, it's not just one person that makes a difference in this kind of endeavor, it's very much a team approach. and. We've got a lot of great people at GSW that are working creatively, um, they're being innovative and really trying to push the envelope of what we're doing. So I'm pretty proud of them. Well, it's, you know, one of the things that I think we'll see in the numbers uh, next week and certainly what we're, what I'm hearing as I talk to some other institutions and uh, folks around the state is that basically every school south of Atlanta is getting smaller. Uh, we may be the only school south of Atlanta that had an enrollment increase this year. Uh, I don't know that for sure, but that, you know, that's just kind of what I'm hearing. I know that uh, Kennesaw State saw a huge increase in their student population. Uh, North Georgia continues to grow. Georgia Gwinnett continues to grow. Georgia, Georgia Tech, Georgia State, they all are, are getting bigger. The big, the big seem to be getting bigger. Uh, but schools like Georgia Southern, Valdosta State, Columbus, uh, ABAC are all in, in the same boat we are. We're, we're seeing uh, very tough times. And so it'll be interesting next week to see where exactly we fall out. But I know uh, we will be among the few that can say we had an enrollment increase. And so I would echo your sentiments. Uh, it requires uh, an enormous amount of effort and commitment from a lot of people 
to uh, to keep us moving in the right direction. So, uh, speaking of enrollment, uh, we're looking ahead to next year. We're looking. We're already uh, trying to think about next August. So we have coming up on November sixteenth, our first preview day of the year. Tell us a little bit about. Uh, what preview day is, how people on campus can get involved, what we need uh, from them, and, uh, and, and what, what this kind of tells us about where we're headed. So preview day is uh, our, our day to highlight the best of GSW with prospective students. And our admissions and recruiters go out into the high schools and, and meet with counselors and, and uh, go to fairs and all kinds of efforts to to promote GSW and and uh, create interest in our university and next Saturday the 16th is the day that we showcase what we're all about so we bring to students to campus or prospective students is what we call them and their families and we really it's a it's an introduction to academics to campus life to the environment that that we bring to GSW. So our goal is to to really to um, help them find their connection to us. And so we're really strategic in the schedule and the the interactions that these prospective students and their families have with our folks on campus. You know, this is a time to shine. And so faculty, staff, students, this is, this is the time where, where we want everyone and need everyone to come together and welcome these individuals and, and uh, show them what we all love about GSW. You know, that, you know, we always talk about being, you know, we're a family, and this is that time to, I guess in some ways, court. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, you know, I think it's important that we know, we know who we are, and we want to put our best foot forward but we don't want to put forward something that we're not exactly uh, we want students to choose here because it's the right fit for them right. if we if we put together a show that's not really who we are if we if we uh, you know give them a false sense of our personality then when they come here it's not what they remembered or it's not what they bought into and they don't stay right. and that you know that defeats the purpose of our efforts to, at retention. It defeats our purpose of graduation rates. It defeats our purpose of what we're of what we're trying to do. So it's it's really about finding the right students to come to school here. We just need to find more of them. We're not trying to uh, trick students or uh, get students that that maybe would feel more comfortable somewhere else to to choose here instead. It's about just making sure those that should come here that, that this would be the right place for know about it and feel it and and believe uh, that this is really the institution that that's right for me and so I, I always get uh, I want to make sure people understand we're not asking anybody to come in and, and and do something we're not but we want to make sure we're very clear this is who we are and and if this is what you want we're, we're the right place for you right absolutely that that pays off down the road mm -hmm. uh, the the good thing is we know that there are more students that this would be the right place for out there we just got to find them right and we got to get them to come here uh, i know the recruitment effort has been uh, focused a lot on tours campus tours and coming mm -hmm. to preview day so uh, it really is 
kind of a culmination of a lot of those efforts. So uh, with, when, if people are wanting to be involved, who should they uh, contact to get on the schedule and make sure they're, they've got a job on that day? I would give two names, Dr. Gay Hayes in uh, our enrollment management area or Jonathan Scott, who's the director of admissions. Those two individuals are leading the coordination of the day. Good, good. I know they're doing a great job and they, I, I would imagine they'll take all the help they can get. We're, we're expecting a big crowd and it's always fun for me to see the parents, uh, talk to the parents. Uh, some parents, this is their first child to go to school, uh, go to college. Some of them, it's their last. Uh, you know, and you can kind of tell the parents who've never had the experience mm-hmm. and the ones who have done this sometimes two or three times and, and the difference in the way they interact uh, and the way they um, let their student interact with what's going on around them. And so uh, it's, it's, I used to get a kick out of uh, talking to them and hearing their stories and uh, seeing, seeing the differences in parents and students. Yeah. You know, what we find in the November uh, preview day is we have more juniors and their families come to visit. And, and so this is really, truly like their first exposure to a, a, a university. Yeah. And so that, I, I think that's pretty significant in understanding who, who's on site you know, at our preview day, you know, and, and if you also think about our student body, if over 50% of our students are first generation students. So then on top of that, you know, you're talking about parents or family members that this might be their first time to ever even step foot on a university campus. Yeah. yeah. And luckily we're not confusing at all. I mean, we're very, very easy to figure out. Yeah, I know. You, you should have laughed. That's a little bit of a joke, but we're going we're gonna to try to make it as easy as possible yes. for people to figure out how to get around Georgia Southwestern. Um, we have uh, enrollment going on right now. Uh, students can enroll for winter intercession, yes. spring classes, yes. and the Maymester, yes. and summer classes. Yes. So we have five semesters a year at this institution and students can enroll in four of them right now. So I would assume that uh, when you couch it that way, that sounds a little overwhelming. It does sound a little overwhelming. (laughs) Um, And it makes it sound like when we let you enroll for the fall, it's like, it's like a little bit of a downer. That's a little letdown. (laughs) I only get one semester at a time. Uh, So uh, anyway, that's, uh, uh, but it, it does help students plan. Uh, they can really look ahead, uh, figure out courses they can t- knock out in one of the intercessions, uh, something they might want to take in the summer to either stay on track or get ahead. Uh, but students that are uh, still thinking about, still looking at their enrollment, they need to go see the first year experience or see their advisor, uh, make sure they uh, are getting those things done. Obviously, we're coming to the end of the first semester. We're starting to figure out what our grades are going to be. So uh, that for some students that drives uh, what their enrollment will be. Uh, and sometimes it's because they got a great grade and they're ready for the next uh, course in that sequence. Sometimes it's because maybe they didn't do as well as they thought they should have and all of a sudden they have to do something else. So, um, Well, and that's the beauty of the winter session, the spring, the May and the summer together is to really help students navigate you know, where they currently stand, what they need to do, and just like you said, the planning piece. You know, yeah. 
I, I'm amazed when I walk through this the SSC, the students, you can tell they are very much analyzing what's available on the schedule, looking at their degree plan and really trying to figure out what works for them. Yeah, getting the sequence right. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting a, Sometimes there's a class that's only offered every once every couple of semesters. And so mm-hmm. if, if, that, if you want to take that class and it's offered, you better, you know, you got to figure out how to fit it in. And uh, that's, that's uh, it does take some planning. I'm glad that we were able to roll out several semesters uh, ahead of time. That's the first time we've been able to do uh, May semester and summer at the same time we were doing uh, spring, so I think that's a great uh, improvement. I know that you guys are also looking for uh, some student leaders, and uh, for I think three or four different groups. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about what you're looking for and how people, how students can get involved. Yeah, this is one of those exciting time of year for uh, our staff in that we're planning ahead. We decided this year to combine efforts when it relates to our residential leaders and our storm spotters, who our storm spotters are the individuals who uh, are are the upperclassmen who bring our students in for uh, storm days, which are enrollment days, and then uh, work with them in the fall for the University 1000 course. We have those two programs that we're uh, taking applications we'll be doing interviews for. And then we're introducing a new program called Thunder Camp, which is an extended orientation program that'll happen at the end of July for our freshmen who want to participate. So we're in the application phase now. We're doing one application for all three programs. And we know from past practice at other universities that this will help us leverage and create more awareness of uh, the the university sponsored programs that we have on campus and and really bring cohesiveness to the three programs because they're all designed for student engagement student transition so we're very much looking forward to uh, our students stepping up and saying hey we want to be a part of making a difference in in other students lives and I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah, it'd be nice to see the the applications come in. And uh, Thunder Camp is something that we're going to have to talk about in the spring. I can't wait to uh, uh, have you or or maybe Megan come back on and talk to us a little bit about what Thunder Camp will be. Uh, I know we're still in the planning stages, Mm -hmm. and uh, but it's uh, it's going to be a great addition to uh, the campus experience, the student experience, and I, I think it will really help. Uh, culturally here at the institution and and drive uh, retention Uh, we all know we're moving in retention in the right direction but we we, I certainly believe and I know you believe this will this will help us uh, keep it moving but students that are interested in these leadership positions some of these are paid right yes so if if you want a paid job you might get one Mm -hmm. some of them are volunteer yes so uh, make clear on your application which one you're looking for We'll hire everybody's volunteers, and uh, hopefully we'll pay a few. Um, all right, we've got a couple things I uh, wanted to uh, make sure we mentioned today. Um, it's Friday at uh, today. It's about four o'clock now, so uh, today was the last day to enroll in our benefits. So I would say hurry up and do it, but by the time somebody's listening to this, it'll probably be over. Uh, but I hope everybody had a chance to uh, get their Uh, enrollment taken care of. I want to thank all the folks over in HR who uh, coordinated that and provided all the information. Uh, 
I went to one of the sessions to uh, prepare myself, and and it was amazing how everything they said was you know correct. And when I went to do it, it all made a whole lot more sense. So, so usually I don't read the instructions and try to do something, and it never works out. So this was nice to have gotten some instructions and for it to be exactly what they said. Uh, so that's um, closing down today, but. Coming up, we got some really uh, exciting and fun things coming up. The theater production of Baskerville, a Sherlock Holmes mystery, is coming up November 14, 15, 16, and uh, a special matinee showing on the 17th. So uh, uh, each year, it's always great fun to see our students uh, engaged in, um, in their theater production. And uh, looking forward to that. We have uh, the Enactus Winter Clothing Drive has begun. And uh, folks that are interested in dropping off uh, coats, sweaters, sweatshirts, uh, those kinds of things, gloves, scarves, hats, could uh, can do that by going over to the College of Business. They have a drop-off uh, folks place over there. The Enactus Group does so many uh, good things, and we appreciate their efforts. The faculty and staff potluck uh, lunch. Uh, I guess that's related to Thanksgiving, but doesn't have to be, but it's November 21st. So uh, if you want to bring a turkey, I guess you could. Uh, that's November 21st in the uh, uh, Marshall Center, right? Bob, uh, Bob's in charge of that. So he's, uh, he's smoking all the brisket, I think. Uh, no, no, that's not right. Uh, but we're, we're going to have a good day, and that's always a fun event. So uh, make sure you sign up for that. As, Can we put uh, in special requests? Oh, we have to bring it if we have special requests, right? Airmark's doing the meat. Airmark's doing the meat. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love these kinds of things because I love the interaction with, you know, with colleagues that you don't get to see across campus. So it's always a special time. I love all the vegetable dishes that come. Really? Because I've never seen you eat vegetables at an event like that. <laughs> uh, it's always nice to see what people do to vegetables and uh, what I will leave on the plate. But, um, all right. A couple other things that uh, I want to talk specifically with you about. Uh, we had uh, an interesting day yesterday up at the Capitol, uh, not at the Capitol, but at the Board of Regents office, interviewing and selecting a... Um, an architect for the Flory Chapel uh, building. And so uh, you were one of the scorers for that uh, process. And uh, do you remember their name? I, I, I wrote it down. Uh, it's, it's on that piece of paper, right? No, 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 no. no. I can nope. tell you that right that there. experience the, the was- PowerPoint, one. Never mind. All right. I can tell we'll you that it. experience was uh, really enlightening to see the creativity from the different firms and uh, on what could be. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's, you know, there's, there's a logistics of finding the right fit, you know, based off of our scope of work and our budget and all that. But uh, I found it intriguing how each person brought a different perspective on ideas of what could be that it yeah. it was exciting well, we we selected Cerber Barber Shote and Hurtline or Hurtline PC 
I don't know what the PC stands for. Do you know what PC stands for? Politically correct? No. No? That's not it. <laughs> but anyway, um, that, that's who was selected. And, and again, I know you were a part of the process uh, for selecting. You were one of the scorers. Uh, Cody was one of the scorers. And then we had three scorers from the uh, Board of Regents office. And uh, it was pretty close scoring. And the presentations we saw yesterday were really interesting. But um, I, I was very pleased with the outcome, and I think this group's going to be a lot of fun to work with. Uh, they clearly had spent some time uh, looking at the building, uh, crawling through the crevices of the building uh, to get a good look at it. So they they're, seem to be excited about it. Yeah, they, they definitely had done their homework. And it's funny, I look at that building every single day work day, sometimes on the weekends too, I pass by it every day. And they pointed out things on the external of that building that I had never noticed before. And now, now every time I, can see. yes, so, um, yeah. but that's, that was a, I think a good sign in their favor is that they had really yeah. paid attention to you know, what we're looking at yeah. here. From their, from, from their presentation and, and the materials that you looked at, uh, what do you think their, I guess their strength is, or what is the one thing that you kind of took away that you said, this is what's going to make their work on this really unique? For me, uh, what was defining with them it, is they're going to help us think different. They have an innovate, the way that they will help us process and analyze needs, wants, and desires, what they demonstrate to me is there's a creativity that they'll bring to the table that will bring together collectively what we articulate as important on what we want the experience to be inside the building. And I think that they'll really help us achieve that goal versus being stuck in a box. And so I, I think based off of their record of other places that other buildings that they've yeah. helped renovate, I, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get to something that we can't even envision yeah. right now. Yeah, I, the thing that I thought, and I just saw a few you know slides and uh, you know I, all I got to see was the presentation, but they they have they seem to have a unique ability to bring parts of a building that are normally covered up or unseen out mm -hmm. and, and to make it part of the the room mm -hmm. and when you look at a building that was built in the you know late 1940s uh, you got to believe that there's some unique stuff uh, whether it's beams or uh, concrete floors or things that uh, even the wood floor, like the basketball court, right? That wood floor is probably really interesting and unique because of its t the, the time that it was put in and the age that it has. And so uh, I'm kind of curious to see what they can pull out of this building that we've never even seen before, that we covered up years mm -hmm. and years ago, and all of a sudden they think, oh, that's cool. Let's yeah. do this with it. And so I, I think that'll be fun too. Um, we're expecting... The uh, design to work to begin in the spring. Uh, I really anticipate that the Flory Chapel bid process, uh, bid will go out late fall. Uh, so maybe about this time uh, next year in 2020. Renovations will begin early in 2021. 
and uh, ribbon cutting i certainly expect in uh, fall 2021 so whether that's august september october uh, of 2021 i think we'll have that building open and uh, it'll be a fun day on campus uh, as we get that going uh, the other construction project that we have going on that i uh, wanted to make sure we talked about with you is the ace building the uh, ace building is going to uh, the bid is going to open on uh, december the third and I know that this building is uh, really important to you because uh, most of the people working in there are going to be part of your team. So uh, tell us just a little bit about what you're looking forward to and, and what you think having the ACE building renovated and open uh, will do for some of our efforts uh, in student recruitment, advisement, uh, retention. I think that this building will really transform the student experience as it relates to all things enrollment. Uh, it's bringing together units that right now are scattered across campus to one, better serve the student, that's, that's top priority, but also to work collaboratively with each other. So recruitment and admissions will be in this building. First year experience will be in this building. Financial aid, career services, uh, student accounts. Uh, I think that's career services. Mm -hmm. Did you say that? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so I, what I like about it is that in today's age and and how we operate, nothing is in isolated. Everything is interdependent upon each other. And you know, students don't understand that you know, you know, one office is responsible for this one area and they don't, they don't understand the departments or the organization chart. That doesn't matter to them. And if you think about it, it doesn't matter to me when I go into a business. I don't care who does what, right. I just wanna be served and I wanna be served efficiently and effectively. And okay. so this, the, the design that we've you know, very purposefully worked on with the architects is one that will really, I hope, focus on the value of working together collaboratively with the students in mind on how we best serve them. And so uh, you, you, in a time when you, we, we have limited staff, we've got to work effectively and efficiently in order to achieve our goals and this space and this design will really help do that so I guess the mindset from my perspective is our job is to go to our students and and be there as they walk in and help them with whatever that need may be versus a you come to us and find us whatever hallway we're down or building we're in so it's a it's a student-centered student-focused approach yeah and it's a big change you know i was uh i've been trying to find a good example but you know the other day uh was was out uh christy and i were out on the weekend and, and we're shopping and you know i got i went into with this new uh, it's not new probably but it's untuck it right i was looking for a shirt and I thought I'd try one of these. And can you imagine if I would have walked in there and said, well, I want a shirt. And they said, oh, well, that guy over there, he sells shirts. 
and that guy over there he sells pants and then once you know oh if you want to have it ordered and shipped to you oh that's another person over there oh you want to pay for it now well you have to go see somebody else in another i mean that's not the way it worked right i walked in one guy said hello asked me what i was looking for and then did everything we picked the shirt he got the right size he, he didn't have it in stock so he he uh, ordered it to be delivered to the house and he ran the credit card on the little iPad or whatever he had with him and, and I was done I never talked you know I don't know there's four or five people working in there I only talked to one person and did yeah. everything I needed to do and, and I you know so I'm trying to you know that's what I think we're trying to get to is mm -hmm. so much of what these students can do one person should be able to help them right. you know we know there's special circumstances and and uh, things that uh, it might require more people to get involved in the process but uh, if we can reduce that no, that's not my job, that's somebody else's job, and go to that building, and I think we're gonna be a lot better off as far as meeting our students uh, where they are. And so I, I'm, I appreciate the effort and the design of this building. I know you've worked very hard to, uh, to get the building designed in a way that will then enhance the change in perspective, culture, and approach to these jobs. And uh, I know you and your team are, are working uh, to get there and to promote it and to, and, and to be really good at it when the building does open. And so uh, we are, like I said, we're gonna open the uh, bids on December the 3rd. Uh, we, I certainly expect work to have begun uh, by the time we get back from the uh, semester break. In January, we should have a construction company uh, on, on, on campus and they will be going full speed ahead. Uh, we think the building will probably open in the uh, fall of next year. Uh, probably won't be ready when school starts, but certainly by uh, September, October, we think we'll be moving in and, and ready to go. So that's a, another exciting project. I know you've worked hard on that and we appreciate that very much. A um, Couple other things that uh, we're gonna talk to you about in a few more minutes, uh, but I wanna, I wanna recognize some people um, first of all we were we were notified uh, earlier this week the uh, system does analysis of our courses to look at our uh, no-cost courses courses that use uh, textbooks that have no cost uh, or materials that have no cost and we institutionally we went from 12.4 percent of our courses had had no cost materials that increased to 33 wow. percent in uh, in the last year um, and if you add in the e-core classes that we make available our percentage of courses we offer that are no cost materials is over 50 percent of our courses and uh, i just really pleased and proud of our uh, faculty and and all the folks who uh, are working hard to to make that transition uh, it is a huge amount of money being saved by students here at GSW. The statewide average for no cost materials is 16.5% of classes. So at 33% of our own classes and at 50% of the total classes we offer, we are way ahead of uh, the, the, the state average. And so uh, that is uh, certainly something we can brag about, talk about at preview day, another way to help uh, students and their families. Uh, we also announced this year that we will not be increasing any fees 
as uh, part of our effort to keep our costs in line with uh, what families uh, want and, and in many cases need to pay. And so we will not be increasing or asking for any fee increases this year. Uh, tuition is still being discussed, but um, we will we'll know more about that later on in the spring semester. A um, couple of very exciting things this week. Justin and Ravey Payne uh, welcomed their new daughter, uh, Rhea Marie Payne, 8 pounds, 10 ounces. And so we want to congratulate Justin and Rave and uh, Chelsea and Logan Collins uh, welcome their new son, uh, six pounds, nine ounces. This might be the coolest name I've ever heard, Lincoln Steele Collins. Um, they named him obviously after the head coach at the uh, University of Oklahoma, the football coach there, uh, Lincoln oh, Riley. Heavens. <laughs> um, oh, that, you don't think that's who they named him after? No, surely oh. not. We're in SEC country, I not Big 12. That, but um, <laughs> it just, uh, you know, since OU's my alma mater, uh, I thought maybe that's why they did that. But Lincoln Steele is with us, and we're very excited uh, for. Chelsea and Logan and and uh, I know that they're uh, excited to welcome their third uh, child and I also want to uh, congratulate and thank uh, Nellie Iordanova uh, Dr. Iordanova really was the spearhead behind Science Day uh, it happened last Friday and uh, what a great day we had uh, we had I don't know, hundreds of high school uh, students from across our region came to campus and all of our uh, you know most of our faculty members from the science areas were in their classrooms in their labs uh, really doing a great job with the students having a good time showing them the opportunities that are available not only here at GSW but in the STEM fields and and encouraging them to uh, take these opportunities and so uh, that was uh, a great day for GSW and I want to thank everybody who made that possible. I know there's a lot of effort and time goes into that. Um, all right, uh, month of giving. I know this is a, another uh, program coming out of your area. We're in the month of giving. Yes. So uh, tell us a little bit about what that means and what, what opportunities are available for uh, students and faculty and staff. We have uh several things going on at the university that uh, that are pretty special you know not only this is that time that we tend to do giving it's also that time nationally where it's hunger and homelessness awareness month and so uh, one of the things that's actually going on right now through tomorrow we brought in a program called the compassion journey where individuals can uh, go through an experience where they learn about the realities that children face in growing up in extreme po poverty. And so it's one of those special programs that that we can really get a glimpse of the realities of, of what's happening and a good educational opportunity. The and, and I'm relatively new to the area, so I may mess up the name of this, the, the Quinona, Quinania, Quinania Farms, which I understand is is the longest running farm in Georgia, if I understand right, is uh, they're taking volunteers to help them in preparation for a big fundraiser that they do over the holidays, uh, selling chocolates and, and pecans and some other, other items. And so they're looking for volunteers to help them with the packaging. 
uh, we have the GSW Canes Angel uh, Project, the Angel Tree Project. We actually have in the area 305 children that are part of the foster care system in the 12 county area and that uh, are in need of being adopted for the holidays in the sense of uh, gifts. And so we have Angel Trees set up in the SSC and in the Wheatley Administration Building for individuals or groups to come adopt one or more angels and help, help make the holidays special for these children. And yeah, last year, you know, I had three boys. They're all grown, and you know, I haven't bought a toy in years. And uh, last year, I had a chance to uh, adopt two of the angels. I made sure I got uh, young boys, and uh, I had so much fun going to the store and looking at the new toys. I hadn't looked at toys in probably 15 years, and uh, gosh, it was great. It was it was fun to buy it. It was fun to uh, think about. Uh, make you know that they were going to get this and that uh, i remembered how much fun my boys had on christmas morning when they would open a present and something that i you know had picked out for them and so it was a lot of it was a lot of fun for me to do and mm -hmm. i you know i felt great about doing it i hope others that uh i, I know last year we, we all of the angels got adopted and i i encourage everyone to to do it it's a lot of fun and it uh, makes you feel good and uh, obviously there's a there's a smiling uh, child on the other end of it that uh, you can you can be sure will have a great Christmas morning. Absolutely. These children range from two months to 17 years. And yeah. so I know that we all have a passion for different age ranges and and uh, genders. I know my mom is her, her focus is always on the teenage kids because a lot of times people want to focus on the younger yeah, children. And, yeah. and we have such, obviously with 305 children, there's such a range and there, there's someone for everyone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Christy got, uh, I think like teenage girls mm -hmm. and who want, mostly wanted clothes, which was, she was great. She was like, oh, this is great. I get to shop for young clothes and, and uh, they tell her what color that they wanted. And yeah. so. Uh, she had a great time doing that. So we had, you know, the two of us in the store were hilarious, right? I mean, yeah. I was in the toy section. She was, you know, in the in the kid clothing section. We were having a good time. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, the Saab organization is doing a toy drive, and then Suave is doing a food drive this month. So between uh, helping out at the farm, uh, the Angel Tree, we have a toy drive, a food drive, and a clothing drive. Surely, you know, there's something, something for, for everyone. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I'm always amazed at the hearts, especially of our students, when it, in watching them with the angel trees in particular last year. There, we, all, we know our students have limited means. You know, that's mm -hmm. part of college life. And, and uh, it doesn't stop them in these moments. Right. It's, you know, they'll give up something to give to someone else. And that, I think that that's... The beauty of this place is there's just this this um, commitment to service, you know, whether that's giving a helping hand or giving what they can. That is um, makes it's one of the characteristics of GSW that that makes me proud to be a part of this community. Yeah, it's a, uh, clearly it's a special place, and uh, we're all lucky to be here, and so. This is, uh, this is a great time of the year, and I appreciate you guys putting together this opportunity uh, to, to make sure that not only can people give back, 
but other people can receive that and have a have a great experience and so there's many things and i hope everybody finds a way to get involved uh, i want to wrap up uh our our time today with a couple of things there are a couple of really uh interesting articles in the chronicle of higher education uh one i want to bring everybody's attention to was the article about the crisis in uh humanities enrollment in in enrollment in humanities programs across the country uh, really really good article and uh, focused on what several schools are doing out there to try to get more students to uh, enroll in in uh, humanities programs um, one school is doing a 15 credit hour certificate prog program called cornerstone integrated liberal arts it begins with a two semester course sequence known as transformative texts that develops students' communication and information literacy skills. That's followed by academic work in one of five tracks, science, the environment, healthcare, management, or conflict resolution. Uh, another school uh, start, uh, added uh, some courses. One of them uh, the, in their English department added uh, a course called Editing, Writing, and Media. And uh, that proved to be so popular that uh, they're they're having trouble keeping up uh, with with those uh, with students that are trying to get into that program. So we know that there's uh, there's there's opportunity there, and we have to you know our our humanities courses are no different than anybody else's. We, we're seeing a trend to go a little bit away from that. So I encourage our faculty, take a look at this article uh, and, and let's have that discussion on campus and hopefully we can find some creative ways because we know that students that get degrees in liberal arts do really well in their life uh, and we don't want people that would enjoy it and would be good at it to, uh, to lose sight of the value of those things. Um, but there were also a couple of stories that were fun. Uh, Laura, I know you're a Texas A&M uh, graduate. <laughs> and so uh, I don't know if you saw this, but this week, Elliot the Elk is the newest member of the Texas A&M University at College Station Winnie Carter Wildlife Center. Elliot was uh, taken from the wild and raised by human beings in Idaho. He was released back into the wild, but failed to adjust he couldn't join an elk herd and he kept approaching hunters uh which is probably a bad idea for an elk can't believe no one can't believe anyone didn't shoot him well <laughs> uh, maybe it wasn't as fun to shoot something that was like coming up to you looking for a handout uh but anyway they a couple of people uh came up with a plan to save elliot the elk and uh they created a facebook page got enough resources and uh, they uh, took him from Idaho to uh, Texas A&M. And so now he is uh, at home in Texas, at Texas A&M. So Giga Maggie's. Giga Maggie's uh, taking care of the elk for us. <laughs> and uh, the, the other story that I thought was really interesting, and this always makes me laugh because Christy is a huge donut fan, but I didn't know this. Minnesota does not have a Krispy Kreme in their state. So a young man, uh, Jason Gonzalez, was making a four-hour drive to Iowa every week to buy uh, donuts. And then he would drive back to Minnesota and resell them. He was buying 100 boxes of a dozen, you know, 100 dozen donuts uh, and then taking them back and, and selling them for anywhere from $17 to $20 
per box, uh, obviously had enough customers to sell them all, and uh, he used the money to pay off his student loans. So this is a you know, pretty creative uh, entrepreneur uh, young man, and uh, Krispy Kreme called him and said, you gotta stop doing that. We don't allow you to uh, resell our donuts because it's creating a liability for the company. So he uh, put this out on, on Facebook saying uh, how disappointed he was that uh, he wasn't gonna be able to keep doing this. And uh, amazingly, Krispy Kreme called him back uh, a day later and said, yeah, uh, forget what we said before. You can go ahead and resell those uh, donuts. And so now he's, uh, he's back in business, taking his uh, Krispy Kreme donuts from Iowa to Minnesota and paying off his student loans. So if, uh, if any students out there uh, need some help in figuring out how to pay off their loans, apparently you can drive donuts to Minnesota and, and get it done. And if you can't get to Minnesota, if you'll bring Christy a box of uh, Krispy Kreme donuts, <laughs> my guess is she'll, she'll pay you uh, uh, pretty handsomely for those. She's a big fan. And uh, since we don't have donuts here in Americas, uh, anybody coming up from uh, Albany, would uh, would probably do pretty well if they. We do need them. a donut store in Americas. That should be a student. There's an entrepreneur there's, opportunity right there. A, you know. I think the problem with that. You gotta get is up at four o'clock in the morning really to make early. the donuts. That's the downside of <laughs> donut right. making, huh? The, you want the them fresh. The students don't remember the old uh, Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Making the donuts, making the donuts. Got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. Were there Winchells around here? Oh my goodness gracious! I haven't heard is Winchells that, in a long time. That must be an Oklahoma thing. Oh, there used to be this donut shop called Winchells, and you could watch them in the window. I guess it's like Krispy Kreme, like right? Krispy make Kreme. the donut. Well, enough about donuts. Uh, it's that time of the year where I've, I've eaten every uh, Halloween candy that was left at my house. And now we're getting ready for uh, Thanksgiving and soon to be followed by Christmas. So uh, I'm getting my uh, extra large pants uh, pressed and ready to go so that I can make it through the end of the year and uh, start my January annual January diet. So hope everybody enjoys these holiday uh, weeks and uh, end of the semester. I want to thank Dr. Bourne for coming by and spending some time talking to us about uh, some of the exciting things happening, opportunities for people to get involved, and uh, some of these new projects that uh, I know she's been involved in. And I uh, hope everybody has a good weekend. There's lots of exciting things going on. And uh, as Bob and I were talking about, Cowboys and Vikings play Sunday night. I'm a Cowboy fan. Bob is a well-known Minnesota Viking fan. So next week, we may or may not be talking to one another, depending <laughs> on the outcome of the game. Uh, but Bob, welcome back, and glad you're feeling well. And uh, Laura, thanks for being here today. We'll see everybody uh, next week on What's in the Cup. <laughs>